0: Do you think about making dynasty trades even while watching football games? Are you thinking of player values when you should be thinking of family values? then you may have a trading problem. Don't worry, you're not alone. I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. And I'm Brian Har, and I also have a trading problem. Join us for the Trade Addicts podcast, where you can be with like-minded people and talk about everything in the NFL in the context of Dynasty trade values. News and notes, make amends, keep trade buys, all these things we will cover every week. And don't forget Trade Addicts trades. So when you're done listening to this fine DLF family podcast, please tune in to the Trade Addicts podcast. Thank you, and enjoy your podcast. entering Superflex City population, all the QBs, all the Superflex content, and all of you Superflexers. Superflex finally has a home all its own and the city never sleeps. Superflexperts, Superflexible, the Superflex Super Show, and much, much more, all under one city skyline, means you never have to leave Superflex City. Every ounce of Superflex advice, theory, speculation, and strategy on the planet lives right here. Subscribe to the Superflex City podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts and get access to the only fantasy football entity on earth that is committed entirely to Superflex. Let the Superflex Authority be your tour guide as you explore these city streets. Welcome to Superflex City. Football.com in and the DLF family of podcasts. That's stuff we all get.
1: Oh, is that coming to me? <laughs> Always. Get, <laughs> <laughs> getting swaggy wit. That's how you say Swags. <laughs> Always set your best lineup. Never worry about somebody else's.
0: That's Jacob the Snakeup. I'm just slithering
2: in here so I don't get fined, and I will add to Swag's comment, just win, baby,
0: just win. And it's me, it's me, it's that old SFD roaming the streets of Super Flex City, and this is the Super Flex Super Show! How how was that, Swags, dude? That was like, awesome. Are we pumped awesome. up enough to
1: do a, an episode Unscaled. after two weeks? Even, I'm even ready to get fired up, let's go. I, I think my thing is just messing up my intro, but you cannot mess <laughs> Mr. Hoag up. He's always coming in strong.
0: You can't do it, man. Once yeah, <laughs> One, once you light the fuse, there's no stopping it. I'm running through walls if yes. I have
1: to. Happy <laughs> to be here, though, as always. Absolutely, man. I'm pumped.
0: Yeah. Back with you guys. Haven't talked to Jacob in a while, man.
1: I know. So, it's been a bit.
0: It's been yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, we're kind of in that weird time of year here where, so, I mean, we're for a lot of leagues. We've got one more week, one more week to get to the playoffs, one more week to secure that spot, one more week to secure the first round bye, wrap up that top seed, whatever it is, whatever you're shooting for one more week to finish off the, the perfect season in reverse and get the 1.01 and see what, see what Trevor Lawrence can do for your team.
1: But there you go.
0: <laughs> For us, it's weird. And, and last week on uh, Superflex City, I got to talk with Bill McCarthy a little bit about this. It was Superflex. Uh, we uh, we started a new podcast on Superflex City, uh, focusing on commissioner-related issues and really kind of focused on trade deadlines. They're so pointless. Um, but... The reality is, most of us, you know, the, the trade deadline is coming gone. Uh, your team kind of is what it is. And, you know, the, there's honestly, guys, there's not a whole lot that we can say right at the moment as far as in season management. At least that's my opinion. But that's still everybody's focus.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's still some stuff you could do, you know. Um... I mean, if you're tanking, you could you could really take some stuff a little bit of a step further. I mean, you could and you don't have much time with that said, you know, if you're not in the playoffs. I mean, this is week 13. This is a move that I mean, this is something we should have talked about, like week seven, week eight. But let's say you're you're tanking and that that's where you're at. Send a trade to the team you're playing this week. Try to make their team a little bit better. Why not? I mean, let's let's get really cheap if we're going to do this. Let's, nice. let's make the team we're playing a little bit better. Send them Nick Mullins in this great matchup. <laughs> great matchup. I'll, I'll eat a little crow on Nick Mullins. I was pretty excited to see him get the job, should we say. Um, it was week eight. So week eight, he played Seattle, though. Best matchup. Also his best week. Also, if you guys remember, he had no weapons that week. That was that huge COVID week for San Francisco, but still his best week. And then he has a a pretty bad matchup against Green Bay week nine, week 10 against the Saints, not a great matchup. Then they go into the bye. Then week 12, just now we get the Rams. It was no fun. But now week 13, 14, 15, we get Buffalo, Washington, then Dallas, and then week 16, we're going to wrap it up with Arizona not too bad for a contending team. So not what I expected. If if you're out of contention, get rid of him, but he's got a nice matchup for you contenders out there too. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. I'm definitely that's...
2: with you on making those moves when you can. And also like, if there's some into bench guys who aren't scoring any points and you're a contender, go out to the waiver wire and add a couple guys that are scoring points. Uh, yep. Be stagnant. I will say, like, if you're a rebuilding, retooling team, and their your trade deadline's fast, don't go add those guys. You know, if you're doing potential points, or if you're doing record, you know, you don't want to win. We already talked about you don't want points getting scored on your bench if you have potential points as well. So, you know, just be smart about it. Don't uh, don't think too
1: hard as well. Yeah, and that's another thing I thought about too. Like while you and Bill were talking, John. Um, you guys didn't, if, if nobody's listened to that, go back to Superflex city and listen to that show. It, it's a show that, um, you feel you want to keep talking to Bill and John as they're talking, which to me is a good thing. I, I felt like I was there and I wanted to be there. I wanted to have a voice in that. Now, do you guys, I mean, if you can't make trades, why should people be able to work the waiver wire? <laughs> And I wanna make trades. I'm that, I'm 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 not saying shut down the waiver wire. I want it open year round to be completely honest with you. But if you can't make trades, why are we keeping the waiver wire open for everybody?
0: <laughs> That's kind of a good point. I mean Yeah. That like it and and I mean it really just kind of plays into the argument that that and, and you know, so we went into that episode planning on arguing about that. About the trade deadline issue, and and that didn't really happen. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, you know, Bill Bill's point of view is really just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Essentially, like if your league has a trade deadline, like that's kind of cool because it gives you something else that you have to navigate around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't a it it, it wasn't a pro trade deadline argument from Supa, you know it was it was really kind of and, and but that is kind of you know what we got into a little bit is like the you know the the argument against the trade deadline is i mean that like that's a prime opportunity for especially teams who are trying to rebuild a little bit to take advantage of the market take advantage of the values and improve their team for next year well, I mean, that's kind of what the waivers do for you at the same time, you know? Yeah. That's, that's That's kind of the goal right now is to get those guys who are getting dropped to make roster space for, you know, the running backs who are going to play right now, for Devontae Booker, for instance, mm-hmm. you know? And and Alexander Madison, I I mean, probably not on waivers in most dynasty leagues, but if he is, I mean, you're dumping a guy – a, you know, a, a rookie who's not doing anything for you. A guy that we talked about off air, Keyshawn Vaughn, you're getting rid of him to make room for somebody who's actually going to help you right on that playoff run. Well, yep. Keyshawn now Keyshawn Vaughn's available. And by the way, Keyshawn Vaughn at some point is going to have a starring role for the ta- Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't know how long Whoa. it's gonna be. I wouldn't roll. I see that is it though? Is it? I mean, every this is like this is just kind of a universal truth of running backs. Like the the lead back gets hurt or you know, benched or suspended or whatever. Something happens to them, they're not available for at least a week. And you know, it like it it just kind of doesn't even matter who the guy is that we're talking about. Like he's gonna end up being the the feature back at some point. Even if it's just for a game or two, you know, it just happens for, for everybody. Like,
1: sure, sure. I could see the game or two.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm, you know, I'm not calling for him to win that job over, you know, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette at any point. But, you know, the, the, the most likely scenario is at some point, both of those guys are unavailable for you. And it's, you know, at this point, I think you you really just kind of have to look to 2021 for that to happen. But at some point, those, both of those guys are unavailable. Keyshawn Vaughn has that job all to himself. Like that yeah. just that happens y'all expect, for everyone.
2: Do you all expect Leonard Fournette to be back next year? Because I, I personally don't.
1: Yeah, probably. No, but I mean, uh, I I, th- I think kind of like Keyshawn Vaughn and what John was just saying, I don't think it's crazy to buy kind of low and, Fournette uh, if he's in a better Situation but I mean he's He'd be dirt cheap he's nobody I want to Try to acquire At this point but I think that He will have another job at Some point
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah I I
1: agree he's Someone that I was trading for before he was Cut
2: because you know I Sort of imagined what James Robinson Was doing you know mm -hmm. (laughs) so
1: yeah Yeah Uh, which sucks Uh, Or like what Leonard Fournette did last Year even yeah, with yeah, same know. idea, yeah. yeah, 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 that was a good one. And, and people are going to get sick of us because I think we've talked about this trade deadline from show to show. It's like the, the pros and cons about because Super Flex City rolls deep, so mm-hmm. we all like want to get in on this conversation, but then we, we, <laughs> uh, but another thing too, like let's say, let's say this last week you had Julio and mixing just two players that didn't play you could have made a trade like to trade them away and get people in your lineup on a contending team but you're taking those like opportunities away if you have a trade deadline as well like there's that's gone The the it, you can take advantage of a situation i think from the non-contending point to get younger and to get rid of players that you you aren't going to use to trade away marvin jones and stuff like that but i don't know Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll stop talking about the trade deadline. I
2: mean, I'm going to add one <laughs> little thing, because I know some people are more traditional and have league mates that don't want to remove the trade deadline altogether. Damn, at we'll- least get it to the week before your playoffs. At least do that. Don't have like a week 10, week 11, week 12 trade deadline move. It's a week 13 or 14, depending on your league size. Um, at least do that, at the very, very, very least.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, we're I'm having a little bit of a debate with the commissioner who's a of my home league who's a total purist, <laughs> fantasy football purist and that's a and, dynasty John. Yeah, yeah, dynasty superflex um and uh I I mean I've been playing with uh this group of guys for many years although this is only I think we're in year 3 of the of that particular league. But so, I mean, you know, there's, we're still kind of tweaking things as we go, but man, like, like I'm, I'm, I find myself trying to compromise on this and say, you know, I'll, I'll even take a, a trade deadline. You know, the, when players lock after week 13, you know, when they're, when their games start for week 13, call that to trade deadline. I'll, I'll even take that. But man, like I just, I, I don't see the, point of a trade deadline at all but yeah i mean at the very least like give people something to do something to a way to to work on their team you know up until the playoffs if like if, if you're worried that that's where this whole thing just turns into a giant shit show is when you know you hit the playoffs and now everybody's just loading up the contenders all of a sudden which doesn't happen by the way never but if that's the fear i mean then at least like what's the difference between week you know 12 and 13 like why is that the line i don't i don't get it i don't see it but uh, yeah it that yeah we we are rehashing a, a conversation that was already had uh letting you guys weigh in a little bit and which I think is uh, worth the doing. Passion,
1: but... The passion. The <laughs>
0: passion. <laughs> yeah. But I mean I also I, I guess I also think that there's kind of some some nuggets of strategy in there. So I, I'm glad we went down that road. Um I it does feel a little bit like we should hit on some in season stuff a little bit. Um but you know this time of year and this happens every year. You know, we kind of get to this point in the season where, you know, like I said, I mean, roughly half of your of your Superflex dynasty leagues have something to play for at this point. You know, we're probably down to about 50% roughly of Superflex players actually have something to play for right now. And the other 50% are just kind of like, Let's start talking about 2021. Teach me about the rookies. Tell me about free agency. Let's uh, get me ready for some startups that I'm going to do this offseason because I'm going to quit this league because it sucks. <laughs> Dude. Or because I suck or, you know, whatever it is. My team sucks. I, I
1: had somebody like that was really down on how their teams did this year and they're kind of just like they're exactly the person you just said. They're done. They think it sucks. <laughs> they're They're mad. Yeah. and and worked up and they're asking me to provide them with a, a like established draft strategy and and like to make them a design and i'm just like dude i can't even put my head there like i don't think there is a design to your. Tra- i mean and, and i know there's like qb extreme if you're talking super flex or something like that but but there's no like just designated design that gets you there i mean there's no there's no way you can know, like, that what was going to happen with Barkley, even Mixon, McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, like, all of these players, Dak Prescott and Superflex, there's no way to have a foolproof laid out plan, but he he wanted me to put one together, and, and man, he kept going from that to... I have these three teams that I can still get in the playoffs. Like, what do I do? And then he'd be like, but then what about my draft strategy? I'm like, dude, it's week 12. Like, I'm just not (laughs) there. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's definitely tough because you're right. There's so much variability year to year. And then all it takes is like, I I had a team that had CMC, Sutton. um, Who else did I have? A couple other players that got hurt. OBJ was one of them. And that knocked me out. It was a start eleven. I can't recover from that in a start eleven. You just you really can't unless you can move those players off your team, which
1: yeah, um, yeah.
2: I did actually end up trading CMC because we were talking about that in the chat quite a bit. Um, but it was a good it was a good trade for me. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But uh, one topic I think may be interesting to talk about is Austin Eckler because Twitter's been a bumping about Austin Eckler. Really, you been seeing that? Oh yes, people like someone just posted a poll about trading away the projected 2021 1.05 in a, it's a one QB league. So I could see potential of wanting Eckler maybe over that 1.05. I know Swags, you're not a huge fan of Eckler, but then other people were saying they'd move the 1.01 for Austin Eckler right now, just looking at the targets that he's been at. That to me is a little bit premature. um, But uh, I think everybody's getting a little, little, little excited about Eckler just because it's like the three games he's played with Herbert. He's had like, 10 ish targets a game or something like that i don't remember the exact number but yeah it's interesting
0: man 101 huh which I mean, uh, uh, you know so I, I i hate doing this i hate projecting draft picks i mean we're we're to a point where we can actually say like this is going to be 101 like this guy's committed to making this yeah 1.01 so we know that's going to happen. I mean, in one more week. Like, say, like, is is there really a way for this this team to to jump ahead of this team, even if they're trying? Probably not. You know, um, I. So we're finally to a point where I feel okay doing that. I still don't love like calling a pick. You know, like giving putting a player name to it. I don't like doing that just yet, and you know, part of it is Trevor Lawrence is still a junior. <laughs> we we don't know for sure that he's that he's going to be there. You know, it feels like a pretty safe bet, but man, here, here's 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 kind of why I don't I why I don't like doing it. Here's here's my cautionary tale. Uh, I've got a I mean, kitchen sink too. Uh Ryan McDowell's the commissioner and I actually made a trade with him for a uh college running back that I really like. I'm I'm in a little bit of a rebuild. I kind of lucked into James Robinson and Travis Fulgham, so I traded both of those guys to Ryan McDowell. Already got Najee Harris and Trey Lance on Debbie. Um Good, good young quarterbacks already. Good young wide receivers, including DK Metcalf and Cooper Cup. Like I've, I, you know, everything's in place, but the running backs. And I just needed some good young running backs to come in to finish this thing off. I've got Najee Harris ready to go, so I trade James Robinson and Travis Fulgham for Journey Brown. I just basically gave uh-huh. away. James Rob- and Travis Fulgham doesn't look like he's gonna amount to much, so whatever. But James Robinson, yeah, he's
1: really mellowed out, huh? James really?
0: Robinson is a freaking revelation. And I just yeah. gave him to Ryan McDowell.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurt. That's a bad beat right there. That's that's yeah, that sucks.
0: I know, right? For those who aren't familiar, Journey Brown, running back for Penn State who just retired uh what yeah. two weeks ago. Uh, Due to a congenital heart uh, condition, so yeah. (laughs) So now he's just in a clogging space on my on my roster. I'm hoping that for some kind of miracle or something, I guess. But yeah, he's he's. (laughs) Yeah, that's rough.
1: That's rough. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but that's the thing. That's that's why I don't like just saying, you know, this pick is going to be this player, you know. Especially did, you, you
1: said you lucked into James Robinson and, and I know this isn't super important for the end game, but was that just off waivers or did you have yeah. him from the Debbie? So you got yeah, him well, super cheap. At least you don't have a huge investment in there. You know, you're fab, right? But that's still, he, yeah, that's still rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a huge setback because I, so I also have Ronald Jones. So, you know, to be able to put those three guys, Najee Harris, James Robinson and Ronald Jones with the rest of the roster that I've already put together. Like, you know, it's it's Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, it's DK Metcalf and Cooper Cup. It's like that team's ready to roll just with some yeah. running backs, you know.
1: James Robinson fixed your running back problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh that sucks.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I had a hard time trusting him beyond this year. Yeah. And I, I, and I really liked the way Journey Brown played the game. But, yeah, anyways, I, you know, live and learn. But I guess, the, the like I said, there's a cautionary tale there, which is, you know, they say don't count your chickens before they hatch. Well, don't count your draft picks before you're on the clock. Yeah. Like, you don't know who that player is going to be. We don't know that something. Something could happen with Trevor Lawrence, and you know, God forbid, it's it's something, you know, beyond just the normal. You know, he decides to go back to school for another year. You know, try and get another national championship and another Heisman, like it. You know, something like that. But you, you you just don't know, you know, and people tend to do that well beyond 101 too you know all the way through they they'll start saying something like you know 105 which is which is likely going to be you know Travis Etienne or or Najee Harris like they start doing that stuff you know 107 where i'm you know i'm probably going to take you know Rondale Moore or Rashad Bateman it's like <laughs> Watch watch what happens when none of those guys are available to you. Yeah. You're not gonna do you're not gonna know what the hell to do with that pick. Anyways, yes. that's a, that's a it's a long rant about
1: So where are we with James Robinson then? Like James Robinson or Cam Akers?
2: I gotta go with the points right now with Robinson. Personally.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I think so too. James yeah. Robinson or Joe Mixon? Oh, i'm still mixing but dude yeah. not gonna go with the points now
2: so so with this <laughs> one i think i see more stability with joe mixon into next year versus jane robinson J- james like, no,
1: robinson makes, makes has me. literally done something joe mixon has never done
2: i know i know, <laughs> I, know, I, know I know joe mixon also got paid Stayed healthy important i just i just i'm not sure exactly how like I'm not 100% certain that James Robinson will get the workload he's getting this year. That's, I guess, my main concern. First is I think, Joe Mixon, which you're right. He hasn't been the one to be given the workload and go crazy for the whole season. Um, I think he has a higher likelihood of doing that. So it's more an odds thing for me. But if I'm a contender and I have Joe Mixon, and I know that James Robinson would bump me over
1: the top, yeah, I'd take James Robinson all day. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Um, Joe Mixon or Jonathan Taylor? I'd probably go Taylor. Let, let's just say that James Robinson has done a lot better than John. Oh, wait. Are Taylor. we saying
2: – did you say James Robinson or – or?
1: Nope. I said Joe Mixon and John Taylor. Uh, I, I'm
2: Taylor's side still. It's close, though. It's a coin flip now.
1: So, at this point, we're not going with the points. And, well, they're both
2: not scoring points, though.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think uh, Taylor was – I think he's RB20 still, even missing last week. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think he was RB 18 or so before he missed the week. So he's, he's done decent. So Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon. And so you're obviously taking Jonathan Taylor over James Robinson. So am I to be fair. Yep. Um. then, what about Swift or Dobbins? Uh,
2: Both over Taylor and Robinson for me.
1: I would I would go uh Swift, Taylor, Dobbins, James Robinson, CEH, Acres. Uh, maybe Acres over sweet C E H now. I'm trying to think. David Montgomery or James Robinson. That's an obvious James Robinson there for you guys. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Denzel Mims or James Robinson? Robinson. So, this is fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking running back scarcity is a real thing. Uh, so I'm going to go with the guy who is scoring the points and I'll take the risk with Robinson over Denzel Mims. So I think, you know, his stock can really only go up if he gets Trevor Lawrence, which people are already speculating that. So I think once the off season hits his value is going to go up and up and up
1: because i we go it. with like uh, Jerry Judy or James Robinson.
2: That one is definitely tough. Um,
1: I'm Johnny, still, where are you at with Judy in Denver there?
0: Um, I mean, to me, the the problem is the quarterback situation is pretty unsettled. I believe, you know, yeah, Sutton's going to be back. Yeah, you've gotten you've got Sutton coming back. I mean, I do think that Judy has shown, you know, uh, he's shown the ability to to kind of carve out a role here. Um So I'm not I'm not too worried about Sutton. I think that they're targets to go around it's just i mean who's who's the quarterback and if it's drew lock how the hell do you get him to throw to the open guy instead of the double covered guy like (laughs) (laughs) some somehow we've got (laughs) to.
1: we need to come up with
0: that curriculum before i'm going to trust any of his
1: weapons yeah at least it's not like carson wentz last night just throwing to the other team yeah, <laughs>
0: that's true. And it and it's tough because, you know, my default is really to build around, you know, the young wide receivers. And and especially, I mean, I think that some of these guys you're going to be able to get them at a little bit of a discount because it feels like the the market's a little oversaturated, you know? I think mm-hmm. T Higgins makes Denzel Mims cheap, you know? <laughs> and uh, you know, Justin Jefferson makes Jalen Rager cheap and uh you know Chase Claypool kind of makes makes Jerry Judy cheap essentially so you know so I think there's an opportunity there it's just man it's it gets really hard to trust guys in those in those you know those situations that that just feel unsettled, and and it, Jalen Rager is in the exact same boat for me as as Jerry Judy. It's just, I mean, who's the quarterback going to be, and you know, are are they going to be able to to deliver him the ball? I
1: I don't know. And but I mean, how do they get away from Wentz with all the money they owe him? And I hate to play that game. I hate to play like the contract game, but. I mean, he's got, what, like 59, $58 million or something like that next year yeah, like, or the year yeah. after? Like, yeah. they're committed to him. They can't just go away with him. Like, if he goes away, he's almost got to get traded to a team that is going to start him. Like, somebody has to be committed to that contract at some point. That offensive line is horrible. I don't yeah. know. Wentz looks like crap. It just, it just something doesn't look right. But still, at the same time, I feel like he's going to have a job just because of that contract.
0: You got to think somebody would be willing to to make that trade, though.
1: Right, and yeah. and
0: I'll tell you who should do it. And, I mean, we're <laughs> and we're we're getting like farther and farther off track. But it's <laughs> uh, I. In all fairness, I I didn't tell you guys what I wanted to talk about. So we're just kind of going. <laughs> we're just going. To,
1: you you said you happens, had nothing, but. dude. You said you had nothing. <laughs> That's not
0: entirely true. But um, <laughs> I did want to try and uh, try and I, I, I did want to try and surprise you guys. I wanted to try and go organic with this. But anyways, we're here now. We're talking Carson Wentz. So here's here's the scenario is Dak Prescott signed somewhere else if you're the Dallas Cowboys i mean go get Carson Wentz why like why wouldn't you
2: i think the fans would revolt i think first of all i think the fans would literally just melt
0: yeah but but that's because of Dak Prescott not Carson Wentz right yeah
2: I guess if you're comparing it to like, hey, we can start Andy Dalton or we can start Carson Wentz. I think most right. people, if they're rational, are gonna be like, yeah, let's start Carson Wentz, because he's actually, you know, if they get the line yeah. together and the the weapons he has around him, he should be he should be good, honestly. He should be. Yeah. We've seen it.
0: I think they'd be excited about it. And and I mean, this is a deep enough quarterback rookie class that, you know, you draft somebody in like the third round, which is where you got Dak Prescott. And, you know, you've got that backup plan, but, you know, Carson Wentz should be able to keep you moving forward, you know, and allow you to, uh, you know, kind of give you a, a competent offense that allows you to keep, you know, building that defense back up uh, and, and you know, justifies Save the a money, little money that you're... Yeah. Yeah, and and justifies the money that right now you're paying to the wide receivers and to the to the running back, <laughs> that you know that you shouldn't have <laughs> signed. But you know, I to me like that's that's kind of the to me that's the move. Hedge with a rookie quarterback, but yeah, go get. It, it, if it's not Dak Prescott, take a small downgrade to Carson Wentz.
2: I think one reason I'm sort of not feeling like he's going to get moved is I, I just feel like the Eagles would have put Jalen Hurts in already. Maybe I'm, yeah. maybe I'm wrong and I'm I'm reaching a little bit, but I just feel like you know you saw Wince and how much he messed up here and there, and I get it. The line isn't great, this and that, but yeah, I mean, we saw the Bengals put in Finley, you know, last year, being like, oh, let's see what this guy has because their season was almost. <laughs> I guess I get it. The Eagles are still in playoff contention. They're still in
0: it. Yeah,
2: because the NFC East is a joke, uh, like Great. every other year, and I can say that as a, a sort of Cowboys fan. I say sort of because I think a lot of Cowboys fans are annoying. If you're a Cowboys fan, I love you, but when you're three and zero in 2019 and you think you're going to win the Super Bowl, that's ridiculous. You face the Dolphins and Falcons and whatever. So, anyways, that's yeah, what I
1: talking. don't want to lose any listeners either. But I mean, <laughs> s- some <laughs> fans could just do better. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I just yeah, I'm with you.
2: Uh, it's just. Just hey, the one fan base that I'm rooting for is the Dolphins fan base. Go Dolphins, man! Go Dolphins.
1: Because they're just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, <You can't>, I, <laughs> I mean, think, right? Yeah. <laughs> just
2: feel bad for them. <laughs> hey, they're hey, they're up on the Patriots right now, one game behind the Bills. It's it's looking interesting.
1: Wait, isn't two
0: drink a Dolphins fan?
1: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> <It doesn't stand. laughs>
0: Is that where that came from?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, there, we got a few Dolphins fans down there. Like, um, yeah, we got George and then uh, J- another Jason, Dr. Mill. Um, man, shout out to those guys, too. Like, we're doing some toys for Todd's shopping this weekend. And uh, we couldn't – we it wouldn't have all, like, came together quite like it did without George over the years and uh, what he does there just to keep us all – moving forward and uh i don't know so yeah shout out to those guys you kind of brought up the dolphins fan. i I might have brought them up i don't know who brought them up but i don't know so at Kenan, right keenan allen and jerry yeah. judy and james robinson Uh keenan yeah yes i think so and then and then james robinson <laughs> <laughs>
0: but i do want to ask you guys about about james robinson just to just to spend a little bit more time on you know this season uh so let's let's just call it for the rest of the season let's just call it, you know for a contender trying to make a playoff push james robinson and i'm a, i want to throw some some guys who seem obvious, but I, I am curious if they are. And, and, you know, this whole conversation started with Austin Eckler. We didn't totally wrap that up or really even address it, but, but (laughs) (laughs) for you guys, rest of the season is Austin Eckler. Is it James Robinson?
2: I guess we're talking PPR. Um, that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I'll take James Robinson. Okay. I'll
0: go with Robinson. He's done pretty
1: well with almost every matchup he's had.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, even this week, he only had one touchdown. He had 26.9 PPR points. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. The two guys above him had three touchdowns. What the heck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's getting – James Robinson right now is getting, like, Zeke-level volume. And, uh, I mean, like, Zeke before Zeke sucked. Yeah, Yeah. not sucked, but I mean, just kind of slowed down. Um, yeah, this is like this is this is heroic level of volume. Uh, so, well, I'll ask you guys about. So I told you about a trade that I made in a redraft league, uh, just today. In fact, James Robinson or Aaron Jones. Hmm.
2: I was gonna ask you that john uh i'm gonna go with james robinson just because i trust the workload more than aaron jones right now
1: nice yeah i, I i'm the same yeah just yeah so lu- you got, did you get aaron jones
0: i got aaron jones yeah <laughs> like, oh you
1: know he was on the aaron jones side for sure
0: <laughs> i mean aaron jones is one of my guys all time but it's yeah. also I mean, you guys also know I'm I'm kind of on the strength of schedule kick right now, and man, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones has a nice one going forward. I mean, um, he's bound to
2: get one of those thirty or forty point games, right? It happens at least once or twice a season.
0: You would think, but man, like I would I would take a consistent fifteen every week from James Robinson over, you know, the prospect of that thirty-four boom monster. bus. Yeah, this at this point in the season, like. I mean, unless I'm kind of sneaking in as a six seed, which I am in that league. So it it stands to reason, you know, Um, I like I'm I'm going to be an underdog every single week for the rest of the season, essentially. So that's where Aaron Jones, to me, makes some sense. Yeah. Um, Plus, you know, I've got some stability with Nick Chubb in that league. There's a lot of context I'm leaving out, but. Uh, yeah. To me, Aaron Jones makes more sense in in that situation. But like in a vacuum, man, I think James Robinson is just that volume is just too good. So, uh, one more to throw at you guys. What about Alvin
1: Kamara? Oh man, that's a that's a toughie, dude. Are we it talking is.
0: dynasty? Uh, I,
1: seasonal points.
0: Yeah, let's just say rest the season. I mean, you can call it redraft like, as a weekly
1: it. starter. We could say
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with not Kamara right now. Just dude,
1: right? That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know, man.
0: We need Drew Brees back. This is. I, I this think, think it is just awful. seems
1: safer at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's 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 like Michael Thomas Kamara are just they're just not as you're right. They're just not safe anymore and. Makes me a little nervous for 2021 because I know everybody's like, Taysom Hill won't be the starter. Well, he started two weeks and they won two weeks. He does not look (laughs) great. But then again, what do we know? You know, maybe he sees something or likes him being able to run the ball or I don't know. They're also in cap hell right now. It's it's pretty bad for the Saints.
1: I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, somebody on Twitter asked, like, for your top eight dynasty running backs. Mm -hmm. And I got stuck at Dalvin and Kamara. Hmm. That was kind I of the spot Dalvin. where I'm just like, huh? yeah, that's what I ended up with yeah I, I, go with Dalvin. Yep. I need Wait. to update my rankings now. <laughs> it, it felt it felt wrong at first, but then I was just like, no, I, I, I want Dalvin a little bit over Kamara. Yeah.
0: How many names are on that list before you got to that point?
1: For me? Yeah. Um, I was uh, CMC, Barkley, Chubb, Swift, and then Dalvin. You are a um, Swift truther. I'll Tamara, give you that. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, and uh, I forget who I ended it. I don't. I don't even. I haven't been counting. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, you good. Swift was my RB four. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, a big right. statement, man. That is. Yeah, get on board. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you were you were on board before it was cool. <laughs> You're reaping the <laughs> rewards of that that
2: him falling in rookie drafts.
1: I, I really think that it's it's going to be good getting a new coach next year, even if this year we don't really play one out and just let Stafford kind of do his thing with whoever they let run the team. I think that it's wheels up for that offense: Galladay, Hawkinson, Stafford, and Swift.
0: Yeah. Cool. If we can get someone who's gonna give him, you know, f- at least a a workhorse type of role. Yep, that's uh, that's that's kind of the key. Um, all right, I want to I want to switch the focus a little bit here for the last you know twenty minutes or so of the show, and and talk some dynasty with you guys. Talk startup uh, specifically. So, I started doing the The monthly superflex adp mock drafts for DynastyLeagueFootball.com. still plenty of room in those by the way so first of all uh there's there's room in those regular mock drafts and second uh so you know just get at me on Twitter at superflex dude and I'll get you in. All I need is your email address and i'll uh I can get you into a mock. but the other thing that we're gonna start doing here once uh once these mocks fill up. And get a little ways down the road is I'm also going to start another round of startup mock drafts that include 2021 rookie picks. Really curious to see, because that's the way a startup is going to look, you know, in basically from January, February, all the way through April, essentially. If you do a startup, you do a Superflex startup, you're going to have those picks included, or at least you should, uh, have those picks included uh, that you're able to draft. And I think it's pretty important to see you know, where those values are right now, where the the values of those picks are. Um, not to mention just the fact that if you're going to make some trades, you're going to try and you know, trade some players for, for picks or vice versa, man, it's nice to know like an ADP for those picks. So, you know, what type of player you should expect to get in return for that pick. Yeah. So,
1: and and if you start. haven't done a draft like that, there there's so much fun. So that's a great way to practice and get ready for one, but so much fun yeah. to do a draft with the uh, rookie picks in it.
0: I mean, that's my number one argument in favor of superflex is the fact that now you've got an extra, you know, form of currency. You've got an extra, uh, you know, this this extra asset, which is the quarterback position, that all of a sudden has significant value that could you could essentially get, you know, one for one get, you know, give up a quarterback and get a, a you know, a, a top level running back or wide receiver. So, you know, you're doing the same thing with draft picks in the, in the startup that way. And it just, it just pushes so much more value injects so much more value into your startup. Like it's, it's, it just makes it, you know, that much more strategic, that much more fun. Um, There's like, that's, that's the way to do startups. And anybody who I, I don't get it when they, you know, try and do two separate drafts. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why you would pass up that opportunity. But anyway, so uh, we did. We started one mock draft that I thought was extremely interesting, <laughs> and I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. So let me just start by telling you. Uh, let me let me run down uh, the first round of this draft. So, again, Superflex, PPR, uh, Dynasty. Uh, Pick number one, Pat Mahomes. Not a real surprise there. Little bit of a shocker here. Pick number two, Deshaun Watson. Pick number three, Kyler Murray. Pick number four, Christian McCaffrey finally comes off the board, and now here's where it gets interesting. Pick five, Dak Prescott. Pick six, Justin Herbert. Pick seven, Russell Wilson. Pick eight, Lamar Jackson. Pick nine, Josh Allen. Pick ten, Joe Burrow. Pick eleven, is Tyreek Hill. Pick twelve is Saquon Barkley. Nine quarterbacks in the first round.
2: I'm most surprised by that Lamar Jackson pick. Honestly, it's really like the for him right now.
0: Yeah, even more than than Dak Prescott going fifth ahead of you know Herbert.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm personally, I'd sort of lean towards Herbert, but to me it's like, I would very comfortably take Josh Allen and Burrow over Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. It's just, it just feels so just not safe and secure. Like uh, the other quarterbacks just feel like it's, they're a little bit safer. You can trust them. You're seeing them putting up points. Um, maybe, maybe it's the the game being delayed and him not playing and this and that, but he just he hasn't had quite the year that you would expect out of honestly how explosive he was last year. It's just not the same.
0: Yeah. What about you, Swags? You have a, an issue with the the order of the quarterbacks?
1: I mean, so yeah, I'll go to the Dak. I'll I'll go to Dak first here. And but I mean, for me, the leash that Dak has been given on this injury. Not. I mean, we mentioned earlier in the show maybe that's Carson Wentz. Maybe it's somebody else we don't think in Dallas. So you're also assuming with this draft capital that Dak is on a very desirable team, you're going to love that situation. But then Barkley didn't get a leash at all. Like our, our one Oh one to one Oh four pick in Barkley is completely gone done. But, but Dak got this very long leash. Mm -hmm. I can't have Dak in my top five there. (laughs) I mean, I'd have Russell Wilson above him. At this point, you guys hate me. I'll, I'll take Josh Allen in front of him. Um, He's
0: been producing. Hmm. I can uh, He was for a while.
1: What about know. what about
2: Aaron Rodgers, John? You take Aaron Rodgers over Dak?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't. I think that I still have Dak ranked ahead of him. Um, and I don't love it, but. I I also don't like making big changes, so
1: <laughs> well, I, I know I know you don't want to put anybody in this that's not declared for the NFL draft or that's not on a team. But Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? Oh
0: man! So I'm I'm not a huge Debbie guy. I'm I don't really like college football. So <laughs> I'm um, with you. That there. might be that might be the the. Spiciest thing that I've said here so far in this episode, but um, yeah, we might we might have the wrong cast for that one, but <laughs> I will.
2: <laughs> I'm not a Debbie guy either. I I'm also not Debbie. I mean, I think if I'm thinking about it, like what Trevor Lawrence ends up. It depends on the team, of course. but Like the Jets versus Burrow on the Bengals. Potentially, though, Burrow may miss miss the first like four weeks or so. Or yeah yep. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm uh i think if we're talking just straight up value who would you want more trevor lawrence or joe burrow last year it would have been trevor lawrence 10 times out of 10 and now that joe burrow's on a team and we've seen higgins we've seen boyd and then we're predicting you know makes them to be something that it makes it makes burrow a little bit more enticing but i'd I'd probably stick with the talent of of lawrence I'm, i'm not saying joe burrow isn't talented but
1: where did that 101 go do you have that in front of you john
0: uh we haven't started those yet. So oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have that in a future episode. We'll gotcha. be able to talk about that. That'll be that'll be interesting.
2: I could see it going like one point oh six, honestly. I wouldn't be super surprised.
1: So and I don't hate like the Mahomes, Watson, Murray. I love that all these quarterbacks went. Herbert at five. I mean without Brian Har or me in the draft seems pretty high, right? <laughs> it is it is a little high and
2: do y'all ever get nervous? I know like we watch these players, we see him do really well, and then think back to the players like the Baker Mayfields and this and that, who had a really good rookie year, you know, but and then Baker just...
1: Mayfield was meh his rookie <laughs> year. We just got really excited about a couple games at the end of the season. We we want to call right. that year good, I mean he really I mean he, I think he was QB eighteen, QB twenty, something like that. He's never been a QB one. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like Goff has had a better season almost every year. Hey, we just got ex- we got excited about Baker Mayfield.
2: Don't sleep on the Goffster. A lot of people are hating on him. Yeah. Goff yeah. and Wentz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's another thing that I want to ask you guys about uh while we're here. Um so obviously, you know, it it, it seems like we had a handful of drafters who at least somewhat subscribe to the to the idea of QBX. And um which, you know, is is very touching for me personally. Um very exciting for me. Uh this is part of like this scenario. So I ended up with a 12th pick. The, like that scenario is is you know that's somewhat where you know, where, where QBX originally came from. Like I actually was in a startup at one point where I was at the end of the first round or no, I was, I, I was at the beginning of the first round. I did what everybody ever, what everybody does and went running back and then proceeded to watch, you know, something like 20 quarterbacks go off the board before I got to pick again. And it was an absolute freaking nightmare. And that's kind of where I realized that there is, there's a scarcity there. And, and we need to have that mindset when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah. We need that. Like that's that there's a healthy fear of a, of a first round like this, that we all should acquire, that we all should kind of cultivate, you know, so. And now here we are again. It's just a mock draft. So, you know, I I was just I just said, you know, I'll I'll try what everybody else has always done. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, take advantage of the fact that all these quarterbacks pushed Saquon Barkley and Devontae Adams to me at the end of the first round. But I'm curious what you guys would do if you're at the end of (laughs) you're at the end of a quarterback run like this, nine quarterbacks in one round what like does 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 that change your draft strategy to to get stuck in the at the end of a run like that
1: um i mean first of all you you said it's just a mock draft but i I mean usually when it's just a mock draft that's when people get kind of cute and they don't take quarterbacks because they don't take it too serious so seeing that they took this serious in the mock draft makes me really happy and i know it does you too john um
0: so, it's a great to your
1: question. I think you did the right thing. I, I would have been giddy to get Barkley at 112 and then but I would have had to take a quarterback at 201, even with all these studs taken. I would have had to take somebody here at at 201. Looking at this, I'm I'm trying to narrow it down in my head to see who I would take. I, I mean it gets kind of tough.
2: Isn't it like Tua, Rogers, maybe Tannehill, Goff, Wentz?
1: Stafford. Yeah, I'd probably take Rodgers of that group. Yeah. Yeah. Matt
0: Ryan, Matthew Stafford. Those guys were still around, of course. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But I would have probably taken Barkley there, even, even knowing what you, you know in the draft here. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: love seeing all these quarterbacks in the first round. What about you, Jacob?
2: I actually would do pretty similar to what what John did in the way you take the running back or and the next guy up, which would be either receiver or running back again. Um, I know you're leaving yourself pretty vulnerable at quarterback, and that would be where if you did include those rookie draft picks, you know you try to get a 1.04, 1.05, because we do have a relatively deep expected quarterback class in 2021. Get a rookie quarterback there. Uh, I think someone like a Tom Brady is safe for another year. I think you could potentially get Jared Goff relatively late. Um, Another guy that could be sort of fun could be Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, Matthew Stafford. All those guys seem to go a lot later than you'd expect. Obviously, you're not going to love it, though, because you don't have that stability that probably – like it's the top 12, and then it falls off hard after like the top 12 quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So you are leaving yourself vulnerable, but at the same time, I don't expect – the other guys that drafted which i don't know how far are you in the mock right now john
0: uh we're into the fourth round uh have, have oh drafted we're
2: drafted th- in the second and third round
0: uh so none went in the second round okay uh, that's
2: what i would expect
0: yeah and and actually that that's actually a piece of uh context that i didn't want to give you just yet uh and totally <laughs> forgot so <laughs> and, and then, didn't then,
1: take a quarterback
0: i didn't about, i yeah i went i went saquon barkley Devonte adams
2: what about third was there probably two that were taking probably like tua and maybe 10 john,
1: john double tapped <laughs> yeah
2: i bet he did on three four which is what i'd do i double tap three four right there because i sort of you know, you're playing a game and you're trying to push a little bit but not too much yeah so who'd you double because um, i'm not in this mock draft
0: so in the third round, uh Aaron Rodgers went, Tua went, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. Oh, and yeah, Matt Ryan. And then and then my uh three four turn was Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford.
2: See, I love it. I feel like you're set at quarterback for at least two years right there.
0: And yeah, then- and I mean I you know, and I'm probably still looking for another another yeah. at least one more guy. I mean, my personal minimum is four, so you know. I'd say
2: this year too, though, I'm sort of looking at the quarterbacks a little bit different with like, you have guys like Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston. Um, I'd even throw in uh, like Taysom Hill is another example of a guy that maybe someone you're like, eh, maybe I'll take a chance on late Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to look at other names like Nick Foles, Minshew, Haskins, all these quarterbacks are out there that are either don't have a home right now, or like there's like three jobs they're fighting for. And I take a couple of them, especially if you can pop them at the turn, you know, like a, 11 12 turn and then 13 14 type of thing and i would expect at least one of those to hit Yeah, you know, at least that's sort of my philosophy right now with with how you were drafting obviously try to get at least one more like a kirk cousins that's disrespected at all times but then just pop out three more quarterbacks at the end that can potentially start i don't know how y'all feel about that though
0: yeah and and like you said in those startups where those where rookie picks are available you know, there's another opportunity there, which is, you know, get one of those earlier picks. Doesn't have to be one one. Obviously, you know, if you're you're taking one on one as if it's already Trevor Lawrence. And that's just kind of as much as I don't like that, the reality is that's how people are gonna tr- treat one one throughout this offseason. So but you know, you get in that one oh four range, like you said, and then later on you take Ryan Fitzpatrick, for instance you know the guy who's likely to be a bridge to you know Trevor Lawrence comes out and starts day 1 Justin Fields probably starts day 1 but you get to those guys you know Trask and and Lance and and you know you uh, you get to those guys and they're probably going to have to earn their way in and you're probably going to have a bridge quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick is uh, you know just proved to be the perfect bridge yeah for a team you know trying to reboot at quarterback so whoever ends up with with you know ryan fitzpatrick is the bridge and then you take whoever the rookie quarterback is and you know if the value's not there at 104 say it's kyle trask is is the guy that you're trying to bridge to and 104 is way too early to take kyle trask in your rookie draft just trade back you know don't trade all the way back to to Trask's ADP but you trade back get Kyle Trask, you know, pick up an extra couple yeah. of picks that you can turn into running backs and now you've got you've got the complete quarterback for that, you know, whatever team that is that uh that's making the move from Fitzpatrick, you know, transitioning to Kyle Trask. Uh, you yeah. know, that's just kind of a hypothetical but I like it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I kind of like doing that sometimes anyways, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if I'm good at quarterback, I still just like the, you know, Phillip Rivers, Jacob Eason type of, type of combo late in the draft.
2: Yeah, would y'all say that in like startups, I feel like if the draft is going one direction, I try to go the opposite way, not trying to get too cute. Of course, like, uh, like if you see the first round, second round, third round, there's like 15 16 quarterbacks off the board and you're starting to get really really nervous and there's like two decent ones left you know I take them but in general I think if you can if your league doesn't respect quarterbacks you take quarterbacks early or earlier like than they most of your league mates would then you're looking really set at quarterback or vice versa you get those studs in Saquon and Adams and then you get your quarterbacks that aren't as solid but I feel safe about Goff and Stafford for a couple years and that to me is like the sort of the perfect move in a way. Cause you're getting the most value out of your draft picks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, man, like people. And I, I've, I've talked about this on the super show before, but it's, it's funny how sometimes people will, you know, the people are kind of starting to look at, you know, M- Matthew Stafford, uh, Russell Wilson, You know kind of kind of starting to back away from those guys because of their age And it's like I mean Relative to other quarterbacks some other quarterbacks sure, you know, you're you're probably only getting another You know five to eight years Out of matthew stafford and probably eight to ten years out of russell wilson That's not a lot compared to justin herbert who's here for the next 15 plus years you know, but Relative to every other player in the NFL, that's a long freaking time. Yeah. There's and also, so- you're going to be constantly
2: trading. And I actually uh, had a poll that I put up on Twitter, and I'm curious what you all think about this. In Superflex, do you want Tom Brady or Drew Locke right now? In Dynasty Superflex. Brady. Brady. Right?
0: Yep. And,
2: yeah, at uh, least you know and-
1: you're going to – year. Yeah.
2: That's my thought. So you in the the, the off season, whenever all the young guys, everybody looks at ages and they get all giddy about someone who's twenty-four, twenty-five.
1: Mm-hmm. Send
2: lock for Brady in a twenty twenty-one second, you know? Like yep. that's one of I think that's one thing I didn't realize with Superflex early on was the idea of like the quarterbacks, if you can get guys that are a little bit on the older side, like even <clears throat> excuse me, uh Big Ben, if he goes back for another year, grab him for another year, move off of a guy that's not quite as stable, like Uh, So I had a conversation about Gardner Minshew and Dwayne Haskins at the start of the season when they were still starters. And, yeah, if we would have moved off of them for Big Ben, we'd look like geniuses. You know, like it's those moves like that that you're obviously making yourself a little bit in trouble if that's like you have Tom Brady and Big Ben as your only starting quarterbacks. But you have a couple of young guys, like John was saying, you get the guys that are the rookie plus the bridge, and then you have someone like a Tom Brady and then – maybe someone like a Jameis Winston who potentially could start for a team and for a couple of years, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a decent super flex, at least for quarterbacks. And then it also gives you some mobility to move your running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and have a little bit more of a well-rounded roster.
0: Yeah. What I like about this mock draft is, I mean, first of all, it it does kind of you know it creates a little bit of a need for like for a conversation on strategy and and you know what if q b x isn't viable for you you know it also just kind of it shows that there are other ways it it it, it, it kinda to me i anyways it kind of illustrates the point that q b x as much as I'm I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna push that harder this year than ever before after what's going on in the NFL right now at the quarterback position mm-hmm. and how unstable it is right now, like all of a sudden we're seeing the you know the immense value that you can that you can get out of quarterbacks when yeah, nobody yeah. else feels good about their, if if I've got three guys, three of the 16 guys who are actually safe in their job right now, mm-hmm. you know, the, like that, nobody else in the league is in that position. You know, you're everybody else is yeah. lucky to have one guy that they feel good about.
1: And, and, you know, I think that's part of it, John is sometimes you have to be in that situation that you mentioned in that super flex startup you did where, you took uh running back in with one of your first few picks in the first round and then it came back to you by like what was it at that point your 212 and all the quarterbacks are gone and but sometimes you have to be in that situation where you've had a super flex team with no quarterbacks like mine my first one that i had that was really screwed was a 14 team super flex orphan and i got the team and just had i was it was horrible at quarterback and sometimes you have to feel that to really know how important those positions are and i think 2020 has had just like so many ramifications have really made some of those people that were against the idea of going heavy quarterback kind of see the importance of it because they we've had so many things happen this year from covid to injuries to crappy quarterback play and um I I think it's changed the way people think a little bit
0: yeah
2: and one thing I wanted to add on to that just a little bit is uh like I'm just thinking about this league that I drafted in that I was like not feeling great about my quarterbacks at all my quarterback one that I drafted I believe in this league was uh Jared Goff and then it was Derek Carr and then got Tom Brady really late and then drafted Justin Herbert so like with your quarterbacks as well, if you can get a couple of those older guys and pray that, like, Justin Herbert, everybody was like, he sucks, like, he's not going to be anything, and he's turned into this awesome guy that, I'm not saying every quarterback that you draft late's is going to do that, but don't immediately panic about your quarterbacks if you have, like, three or four starters, you know, like, be a little bit nervous if their names are Big Ben, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and, I don't know, Garner Minshew at the start of the season, you know, because you don't have a lot of stability, but at mm-hmm. least – you have those guys that you can you can move on from that's that's the beauty of dynasty as well as trades, yeah, if you're in a league that doesn't trade, I probably leave the league honestly
0: <laughs> yeah well and i so I think that this is an important conversation for us to continue to have as we head into the off season and, and you know uh, get closer to you know startup season um which again i mean it starts in january and february so right around the corner you know,
1: dude it's crazy yeah.
0: yeah and and you know it's 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 always been uh a, a somewhat of a source of frustration for me there's so many strategy guides come out in the summer you know when it's like we're doing our startups now <laughs> you know we're we yeah. as soon as this season ends we're going, and and I'm not talking NFL season. I'm talking fantasy season. Week 16 of the NFL season. That's it. That's kind of the the drop dead date. And then we immediately start doing startups, and we're doing them all through the off season. Uh, there needs to be strategy talk, and there needs yeah. to be a lot of it. And and you know, like I said, I'm I'm going to keep pushing QBX uh, because I think that that is i you know i'm I'm even more clear on this now that that's that's the way to go and that flywheel uh that we talk about that flywheel roster that you want with you know minimal wide receivers uh that the quarterback extreme strategy and then just a an army of running backs like to me that's still the perfect roster build but I think we also need to talk you know going forward we need to keep talking about you know, other, other approaches when quarterback extreme stops being optimal. And in a draft like this one, to me, where, you know, nine quarterbacks went in the first round quarterback extreme, isn't really optimal. There isn't the, you know, the, without that scarcity throughout the league at the quarterback position, the, the trade market is not going to be nearly as, as fertile as it is in in most leagues. You know, in most leagues where it's like, you know, two or three quarterbacks went in the first round and everything else was running backs and, you know, one or two wide receivers. That's the one you exploit. That's the one you go QBX. But those leagues where in a in a league like this where everybody's going to have quarterbacks, that's not the one to <laughs> to focus on quarterback and pass up all the value that you're going to get uh, in the first couple rounds at the other positions. So,
1: yeah, um, that's a good point.
2: Yeah. And if you're doing a startup, you know, January, February, there's tons of potential value. If you can pick right, who's going to get signed somewhere and this and that it's like a bunch of coin flips. But if you pick right on a couple of guys, you're looking pretty, especially at the quarterback position, because you could end up with six starters. And then you're like, well, what do I do with this? That's <laughs> like john said you know you send a couple of trade offers out to those guys that picked wrong
0: yep exactly yeah that's that's why you did it that's why you've got all those quarterbacks yep. use it use it and no discounts never never any discounts or else why did you bother doing it um, yeah
1: but i mean what kind of what's a discount
0: uh, I mean, you it know, depends like, on the quarterback, but, like, I mean, I, I like... Okay, and I, I,
1: I know what you're saying. I, I, yeah. I had something else in my head. You're talking about, like, if you've got, you went QB extreme and Hoag is stacked with, like, six or seven starting quarterbacks and you're not going to give a discount on those quarterbacks. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm with yeah,
0: you. Because this is something I see on Twitter and it drives me nuts. Yep. You know, when you see a trade poll that's something like, cam newton or you know a mid uh or, or like a, a 2021 20, third and mm-hmm. somebody will respond to that mf and say something like something stupid like you can afford to the, do it you, because you, you ha- a- have all yeah those you can quarterbacks. Af- exactly exactly damn it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Damn. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> like because because you've done so well at obtaining the most. Important position in a format doesn't mean that you have to give a discount to somebody that neglected it. You can take advantage of that situation. What are you going to do with that third? You just—I mean, what is this like friend zone? I don't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you can you can afford to give away a twenty dollar bill for a ten dollar bill because you've got all of these twenty dollar bills. Exactly. It doesn't change the fact that the twenty dollar bill is still worth twenty dollars, and the ten dollar bills worth ten dollars. The value is the value. The value does not change. So like regardless of rosters. So put that aside. That's why we talk about in a vacuum. That's why we say in a vacuum because people do kind of get lost in their own rosters a little bit. Yeah. And, and it ends up costing you value. Don't, don't fall into that, into that situation. But like I said, I mean, we're, we're getting to a point in the season where we can, fully start to transition towards dynasty and we can talk about the these strategies these player values we can get more into this stuff uh talk about startups more and more i'm looking
1: forward to it yeah Uh, it's a fun time of year absolutely yeah
0: i'm i'm looking forward to being able to podcast with you guys more and more as we uh as we get this city up and running and Um, have all these opportunities with all these different co-hosts and guests to uh,
1: to be able to talk super flex strategy pounding nails in the two by fours building (laughs) city
0: that's right that's right someone's got i think
1: i answer almost every question in a super flex dynasty vacuum yeah i know i do
0: it's hard not to Yeah, and and I mean that honestly. That's something that we'll have to talk about at some point too, because sometimes that context, you know the the context can be important. It's just, you know, again, like coming from a position of power, giving up the high ground just because you can afford to, right? Is bad business. Yeah, you know, yeah, like if if you've got leverage. Use it. No discounts. No discounts. That's the bottom line right there. No. Let's wrap this one up for the week. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Subscribe to the DLF family of podcast mega feed. Uh, Subscribe to Super Flex City. We're on uh, Podbean. We're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. I think we're on Pandora. I think we're on Google. I, just about everywhere where you listen to your podcast you can find super flex city so do us a favor and subscribe there you're gonna get the super show you're gonna get super flexible you're gonna get super flex and a ton of bonus content we've talked trades we've talked commissioner issues we've uh we've talked just why to play super flex uh you know just just all kinds of stuff and there's even more coming so yeah. check out the city good stuff there uh do us a favor though um, once you're subscribed to the super show rate and review it uh, it helps us to get out to more people and uh from there we can touch on more topics that are useful to you our super friends get at us on twitter at Superflex show even better though hit us up individually uh, swags is at swagzilla zero g jacobs at j underscore dff and i'm at Superflex dude This episode was dedicated in loving memory to James the Brain Cthulhu. Thank you to DLF for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music. And above all else, thank you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy.